Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Forger's Freedom Podcast. This is Travis Cisneros, and I know it's been a while, so I'm going to kind of start over from scratch here. Um, And today, we're going to talk about where freedom hides, really how to free yourself from addiction, guilt, and really the rat race by answering these five simple questions. So let's dive into that. You know, do you ever feel stuck in life? Maybe it's a job you hate, or you just can't lose the excess weight you gained. You know, maybe you feel like you're just living based on other people's opinions and desires, but not really your own. Maybe even, maybe it's even worse than that. Do you feel like you don't even know what it is that you truly want out of life? Maybe just feel a bit lost. You know, if the, if those, any of those are you, you know, I want to let you know that it's, it's going to be okay. You know, most often in life, whether it's, it's at home or in school or maybe in a social setting with friends, you know, we're, we're all conditioned to follow these social norms. And we learn these behaviors both, you know, consciously and unconsciously, you know, throughout, throughout our life. You know, maybe you grew up on fast food or you were taught that you have to go to school to get a good job so you can get a good education or get a good education so you can get a good job. And, you know, maybe also you're told to, you know, be, be nice to people, always do things to make other people happy. You know, life, life basically, it has a way of teaching us these, all these things that, you know, as you grow up, you don't often, you don't often question them. And at times it can lead to, you know, feeling stuck in a life that, you're unhappy with, but honestly, that, that's not your fault. You know, actually, you know, feeling this way can be a really good thing uh, because it can lead to, to some of the best lessons that life has to offer and has to learn. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you uh, really just kind of how you can create your own freedom by, by living a life that you fully love wholeheartedly and really only takes the foundation of these five simple period pillars in your daily life. Uh, but before I dive into that, I'm going to give you a little uh, background basically is how I came to be here with you today and, and kind of why I'm talking about this. So um, back in about, I guess started in 2014, you know, I was a cold caller at a startup marketing company working to build a business uh, as an NFL agent, you know, kind of like Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire. That's what people always ask me. And, uh, you know, although I was, I was really excited about building the NFL agency and working in the world of sports, you know, I was nervous because I felt like, honestly, the rest of my life was just kind of falling apart. You know, at the time, uh, I was one of the first employees at a startup marketing company. We'd grown to almost half a million dollars in, in the first year and a half of the business. We were super excited about our success, right? Um, you know, it was quick growth. But all the quick growth really meant that we had to expand our team. And more importantly, we had to grow as individual salespeople quickly. Um, you know, after about six months of really being overloaded by work, it started to get so difficult that you know, it became hard for our team to handle, you know, which meant employees were becoming more unhappy and, and they started leaving, which in turn led to clients leaving too. And we had grown essentially too fast. So we started uh, to, to burst at the seams. You know, after a while of kind of going through that, the, the stress really just started to pile up. You know, my confidence had, had been shattered. You know, I, I felt like I, I was scared because the company was going to fail. I, I was going to have to find a new job, which really meant that I wasn't going to make enough money to pay for my NFL agency expenses. And, you know, I could even lose the flexibility to, to travel and recruit players. Like it could kill, you know, other things in my life as well if this business failed. You know, then to make matters worse, you know, I'd just gone through a, a tough breakup and I jumped into a long distance relationship uh, before I was ready. You know, I, I felt really an immense, intense pressure to make it succeed, succeed too in this new relationship because she was my sister's best friend. And, you know, I was scared. Um... You know, I didn't really know what to do, and at the time, I was in my early 20s, and you know, I, I turned to really drinking, chewing tobacco, and, and food. 
um, which, you know, spiraled out of control. My motto at the time was, you know, though I don't like to admit it, was really, you know, drown the pain in, in food and alcohol, which essentially just made matters worse because I was gaining weight nonstop and, and growing an addiction to nicotine and alcohol. You know, a couple months later, the, the bottom really completely fell out. You know, I went so broke, the company shrunk back to four people and my pay was so low that I had moved back home with my parents and, and I wasn't able to afford rent. Um, needless to say, you know, I was in, I was in a pretty bad spot. I was in bad shape. Um, you know, I'd lost my confidence, felt like a failure in business. And, and I also felt like kind of like I had to pretend everything was okay in my relationship and in my personal life. But you know, the pressure was getting to me and honestly, I just wanted to give up on it all. I felt like I, I was responsible for all the failures and you know, it made me feel like a failure too. And then on top of that, I, I felt like a fat slob. You know, I had no energy, no motivation. I, honestly, I didn't even feel like I was worth the shirt I was on my back. Um, but then, as if by chance, you know, life has its funny way uh, of doing this. But something amazing happened. So my my uh, girlfriend at the time, Vanessa, she decided to move up um, to live with me and and my parents at their house. And sure that. It may sound uh, more embarrassing, uh, but it was a small win at the time, you know, and, and really what would happen next would, would change my life forever. Uh, so Vanessa, she'd been a college athlete and, you know, her health, her body had always been important to her. She realized that, you know, she'd gained some weight since college and she wanted to make a few changes that were for her health. And by God, I, I love the girl for this so much. So she told me about this, this 30 day food experiment where you, you learn how food affects your body. And she basically suggested we try it. And, you know, my health had been rapidly getting worse. I was you know, up to being 50 pounds overweight and I was drinking almost daily. So I figured, you know, why not? And I had to start somewhere. I, I kind of remembered the old adage, you know, your body is a temple. And, uh, you know, after thinking that, I said, all right, uh, let's do it. And I agreed to do it with her. You know, at, at first, uh, when we started out, I really wasn't that invested uh, throughout the first couple of days, the first week or so. And I kept asking, you know, you know, what we could eat, what we couldn't eat. And it, it became clear that she didn't want me to be asking this every day for 30 days. So I, I finally decided, you know, it's all right. I'll, I'll read the book um, and I'll, I'll learn about the program for myself. And, you know, once I finished that book, everything in my life changed. You know, it all became crystal clear. You know, I understood the process behind, you know, the 30-day food experiment. And, and really better yet, I knew how to identify you know, what food I was putting in my body and how it would, uh, would make me feel. And that was the, the whole point of the experiment is to understand how food makes you feel. And, you know, by the time uh, we reached day 30, I'd, I'd lost 15 pounds. I felt even better than I had before, uh, obviously. And, uh, you know, I had 10 times more energy. My self-belief and confidence were starting to resurface. And, you know, it all started by answer my, answering, you know, one simple question uh, about food. And I'm, I'm going to share that with you here shortly. Um, but really, it would be the foundation of a newfound freedom in my life. Um, and so, you know, kind of after that happened, after those first 30 days, the weight loss and the confidence coming back, you know, I felt pretty revitalized with new energy. And my confidence was on the rise. I started to, I started to want to see if, you know, could I repeat this, this same experiment in, in other areas of my life? You know, with the business now back to square one, uh, basically where we had started, you know, I decided this could be a good time to start fresh. You know, I was, I was pretty excited actually about what I'd learned from the food experiment. And, and I figured, hey, why not see if I can take a similar approach in business? And that became kind of my, my journey to, to self, uh, self-education. And you know, my first step was really just to learn as much as I possibly could. I read books on finance, read books on business 
operation, self-development. After a few months of studying, I, I noticed a change. It just kind of shifted and started, you know, from within. And I realized that, you know, I, all I had to do was pick a small goal, achieve it, and it would boost my confidence. i have been reading a lot uh, from Robert Kiyosaki. And he talks a, a bunch about just owning assets that generated money from you or generated money for you. Kind of like uh, owning a rental house and, and making money from rent. So I decided, you know what, probably my first step should be to try and build assets so I could control and manage and be able to just scale those. And then that's, that's when my plan really set in, even though I, I didn't realize it at the time. But my initial thought was, you know, why not pitch the business owner and give me, you know, part-time ownership if I could rebuild the company? So after about five months of really studying and brainstorming potential business plans, you know, I decided to pitch it to him. I was pretty nervous going into the meeting. You know, he'd built multiple businesses before and I was just some rookie, you know, <laughs> coming in and to ask for part-time ownership. But, uh, you know, I pitched it to him and to my surprise, he loved the idea. You know, he hadn't been very involved in the business and he was at a point really where it was more of a burden to him than a moneymaker. And he agreed that, you know, if myself and the other two team members uh, with me could rebuild it, he'd give us all part-time ownership. So I was pumped, right? I was stoked. I felt like, you know, fate was finally back in my hands. I could do what I thought would be best for the business and eventually create a system that wouldn't only be easy to scale, uh, but also would help me free myself from the day-to-day once we did scale it. And I could focus on really building the asset, building the business and, and get out of, get away from some of the client management and fulfillment. Um, you know, assuming we set up the right processes and it was the changes that happened after that were just, you know, completely life changing. You know, with when within one year, you know, everything had been different. I lost almost 45 pounds continuing my journey uh, through the health and, and the food experiment. And the business had grown steadily. I had tripled my income. And, you know, I, I was I was so, so excited about building the startup company. I actually decided to move on from the sports agency world and ended up you know, being a super easy decision too, because I kind of, I realized in the time of building the business that, you know, I was looking to build a life of freedom, not just work in sports. I wanted to build, I wanted to build something. I wanted to build a life that, you know, gave me a source of energy and excitement and, you know, rebuilding the business had started to become that. I was, it, it filled me up. Um, but I got to a point, you know, through working through it where it felt like something was missing. Um, you know, there was just something there that, you know, wasn't totally fulfilling to me. So flash forward a bit to, to February, March of, of 2020, about a year ago now, you know, the business had just had its best billing in, in three years. We were finally hiring again. And, you know, I was pretty excited. Everything I had learned had really brought me to this point. But, you know, I, I was getting tired of the day to day and I just felt like I needed to move on, build some new skills and, and really learn some new lessons. I felt like I was at a, at a point to where I needed change to be able to grow. And the business, you know, finally being successful again was, was great, you know, but like I said, I felt something missing. I wasn't, I wasn't truly happy. I felt like I, I was doing something, but it wasn't really serving a real purpose that meant something to me. And then, then I got a sign, right? So COVID came and, and the business, you know, with businesses closing across the country, you know, we ended up losing 80% of our own clients, our own business, uh, within a month. Um, you know, it, and looking at the scenario, it was almost like it was meant to be. You know, our new hire who had been there a month quit because, you know, his school was changing. So his class schools were shuffling around and, and he wasn't going to be able to work uh, the normal hours that he needed. And really just like that, uh, after all this growth for the past couple of years, we, we had clients leaving, employees leaving. And, 
it, we were going back to square one again. Um, you know, this time I, I was excited this time. I was ready for the change. You know, I'd worked so hard to, to rebuild my life. And, you know, this time I really wasn't, I wasn't scared of the challenge of starting over. In fact, you know, I felt like this was the answer I'd been searching for. It was essentially time to finish out all the contracted work that remained for our clients and, you know, set on, set out on a new journey to kind of share my story of, you know, how I had recreated this life and come back from some of the biggest challenge, challenges I'd faced in life so far. You know, the, the irony in all of that was is that I had to do it all over again. Um, but I guess like the, the old adage goes, you know, practice makes perfect. And, you know, it's time for me to get out, practice, hone the craft once again and, and start with a clean slate. And so that's why I'm so excited to, to be here with you guys today and kind of share this podcast. Um, and, and the five really the five simple questions uh, that really became the secret answers to evolve my life once again. Um, and I want to share these so you guys can you can begin your journey to build a life that has deeper meaning, more happiness, a fulfilling purpose, which really means that you can start to begin to, to live a life that you're in love with every single day, because that's what life's about is loving everything you're doing every single day. So the five pillars of a healthy lifestyle and the five questions that you need to answer. So the five pillars of a healthy lifestyle that I discovered are they're really simple and they're quick to begin implementing in your life you know, today. Now, uh, to, to give a quick summary here, they are recovery, spirit, social, food, and movement. Now, I remember them with the, the simple acronym RSSFM, so tune in, just kind of like a little radio show. So I'm going to give you a little brief description and explanation of each of the pillars and uh, then name the question that you need to ask yourself to begin to implement these five pillars in your life. And, you know, I found them to be helpful, uh, more helpful when you journal out the questions. Uh, they often require a bit of a deep dive, looking into your life, um, kind of understanding, analyzing your past and some of those decisions that you've made to lead you really where you are today. So with that said, let's dive in. So the first one is recovery. Now, Recovery can mean a lot of different things. You know, maybe your first thought is recovering from injury or getting over a hard breakup. You know, both are, both are strong examples of things in life that you often have to heal and recover from in your daily life. But the pillar goes a lot deeper than that. You know, recovery, in essence, is, is honing the ability to shift your perspective to a healing state. You know, for example, uh, if, if you're in a physical injury, if, if you have a physical injury, um, you know, oftentimes it's going to cause you actual pain that can take a few months of healing, but you know, with that can come psychological challenges. And say you're in a bad car accident, right? And you woke up in the hospital, you find out that you've broken both your legs and you'd have to go through months of healing and rehab before you could walk again. You know, the challenges that would arise would be much more than just the physical obstacle of healing and going through physical therapy and the pain. You do also have to face that, that mental battle of your life essentially being altered for the next few months or years. Uh, and that can come with a lot of trauma and stress mentally. You know, maybe you were a dancer or an athlete and you know, the accident for you, maybe it meant that you were no longer going to be able to do these things you love. You know, how would you respond to that? You know, what would you, would you fall into a pit of despair and, and self pity or would you use this challenge as an opportunity for growth in other areas of your life? You know, recovery it's a change in perspective of the things that you've learned incorrectly in your life. And, you know, kind of as Yoda says it in Star Wars, you must unlearn what you have learned badly, right? You know, before you're able to, to go in and, and do them correctly. So for another example here, you know, I grew up being a people pleaser. 
you know, I was always told to try and make other people happy. I'd go out of my way to do things for others. And, you know, this served me really well for a long time. Uh, you know, I, I became a really good friend and I was able to connect with people. But eventually, you know, I've, I found myself uh, begin to be being taken advantage of. You know, what had been one of my greatest qualities had actually turned into a handicapping weakness. And I worked so hard to, to please others that, you know, at times I forgot about myself. You know, I, I became kind of lost. And for a while, I didn't really even know what it, what it was in life that actually made me happy. You know, it was, it was this mentality and the way of thinking um, was something that I had to recover from. And I essentially had to learn things that would make me happy first. And if I was inconveniencing myself for the sake of others, you know, I'd often start to feel a growing irritation inside of me that would, you know, lead to resentment. And the thing is, too, is that this wasn't the fault of the people who were asking for my help. It was my fault for agreeing to do something that I actually didn't want to do. You know, I had to learn to make the decisions that were my both my own best interest and, and really free myself from the standard that I had built up in my own head. And in and, and doing so, you know, I was able to find more peace in, in really every decision I made. Um, so the question here that you want to ask for recovery is, what is it in your life that you need to recover, recover from? Physically, maybe emotionally, mentally, you know, list them all out and, and choose a focus area that you want to begin to kind of work on and, and dig into in your life today. So pillar number two, pillar number two is spirit. You know, everyone on this earth has a spirit. You know, some see spirit as religious, some see it as inner peace and Others is, is a guiding voice. So you have a spirit and it guides you every day. You know, maybe, maybe you've already identified your spirit and you've learned to talk to it and observe it. Maybe you're still trying to find your purpose in life and working to get to know your spirit. But either way, learning to communicate with your spirit is really one of the best and most impactful things you can do to evolve your life. You, know, you, have, to, you have to learn to become aware of your spirit and, and those things around you in order to truly discover your path. And really becoming aware of your spirit will provide a deeper understanding of how to analyze your actions, set yourself up to, to really take proactive action in, in achieving your goals. So your spirit is, is essentially, it's the guiding force or your internal system of virtues and values that determine how you make decisions in your daily life. So for beginners, you know, dabble. Dabble in everything. Consume as many interesting things as you can find until you find that, that one subject that speaks to you and excites you, really grows your thirst for learning. You know, for those of you who, who are more in tune with your spirit already, you know, go back, trying to reinvigorate yourself and your relationship with your spirit. Go back to those things that you know, led you on your journey in the first place and, and brought you to where you are now. Try to consume all the information that you started with when, it, when your journey first started or, or maybe find a new topic, something, that, something else that excites you and you want to learn. You know, these, these things could be as simple as you know, a book to read, maybe a person you spoke with or, or going on a trip just to clear your head. You know, and really, when it comes to building this pillar, uh, you, you do want to practice mindfulness and meditation. You know, do something that uh, allows you to go within yourself. And, you know, oftentimes when it comes to, to meditation and mindfulness, they require a calming of the mind. And to build your spirit, you're going to have to calm your mind. Uh, you know, you have to let all the exterior stressors, stressors and, and pressure settle. And really to be able to do this, uh, once you're once you're able to, you know, the ability to 
to connect past experiences with the root causes and clearly understand the operating principles behind that, that enabled them to happen, that's going to surface. All you have to do is clear your mind and allow these to come to the forefront. So the question uh, for the spirit pillar that you want to ask yourself is, what virtues and values do you operate by and that have served you well? And what do you need to hold on to or build upon within them? And so I, again, I'd recommend list all these out, choose a focus area to begin working on today. And, you know, if you're having trouble identifying these, try journaling something out, like a list of a hundred things that make you happy, no matter, no matter how big or how small, you know, dig as deep as you can um, until you, until you hit a hundred, because oftentimes it's easy ones that are listed first. Uh, and, and, you know, as you go through this and you're forced to think uh, harder and deeper, you know, it's really the ones that are the most honest and most true to you, you know, they take some thinking, they take some searching. So dig deep and, and try to force yourself to ask the hard questions. So pillar number three, pillar number three is social. So whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, you live in a social society, you know, as human beings, um, you know, there've been times in your life where you were dependent. There've been times where you've been independent. You know, so the next step forward is to become interdependent, which really is to mean, you know, becoming a stronger leader, stronger team player and achieving interdependence really means to come together with others to achieve something that, uh, something great that an individual doesn't have the capability to achieve alone. You know, simple example in, uh, in 1969, you know, NASA was an inter- interdependent team of people that they came together to give Neil Armstrong the opportunity to walk on the moon. You have these, you likely have these communities already set up in your life, whether you notice it or not. But, you know, some examples are, you know, working with coworkers at a job or a sports team that you compete with regularly, even more simplified, you know, your family. You know, these are all interdependent relationships that, that you lean on and, and you're all, you come together to accomplish a, a common goal uh, that essentially is going to push everyone and, and, and help everyone grow. So one of the simplest ways to really speed up the process of, of achieving your goals is to create or, or to focus your social interactions toward that goal. So essentially planning and building your environment. So how can you build those relationships to strengthen the ones which you already have, um, you know, to work together to achieve that common goal? You know, really it's the, the truest time-tested method that I've found is to be vulnerable and, and really depersonalize any negativity that comes your way. So your social pillar is really building an environment around you that allows you to grow and to thrive. So for starters, you know, being vulnerable is tough. You know, it's painful. It can feel embarrassing, but really it shows people who you really are, you know, and those people that are meant to be in your life, they're going to love you for it. And, you know, often it's going to open the door for them to become more vulnerable with you. And, and I know this can be difficult and you're going to run into resistance. You're going to run into fear of what other people might say, but the fact is, you know, most often you build up vulnerability in your mind to be so much worse than it actually is in reality. You know, in those times when you do receive a negative response for someone or, or something in the past that, that might have hurt you, you just have to remember that the other person's reaction or response is, is really more of a reflection of something that they're going through. And it's not you. So don't take it personally. In fact, if, if you pay close enough attention to this, you might even be able to learn something or, or understand you know, what they're actually struggling with. And, and this can help you gain insight and, and kind of pull a lesson from the message. So begin to listen deeply and, and try to stay unaffected while you're building your environment. 
And really, once you're able to develop a more objective picture of, of the world around you and, and kind of find peace with being vulnerable, you know, you're going to be able to clearly see, you know, what in your life elevates you to a higher level and what, what's pulling you down um, and, and kind of stunting your growth in a way. So this is really one of the most life-changing revelations that, that you can have because, you know, it gives you the ability to really make clear and accurate decisions on how to build the life you want. You know, you're, you're going to have to... You're going to have to have a full understanding of what you want to have in your environment. And that's what's going to allow you to grow and thrive once you add those things into your environment. So the question you want to ask here for, for the pillar of us being social is what or who can I enlist to help me on this journey? How and why will these allow me to grow and flourish? And the answer really to this question to keep or as you answer this question, I should say, uh, keep in mind that, you know, 12,000 years ago, our forager ancestors had to answer these same exact questions. You know, there were individuals required to operate in an interdependent society in order to find food, shelter, and sustain life. And, you know, yes, the world around us has changed as a whole. But at the heart, the matter, the, the matter and the, the situation still remains the same. You know, if you do not surround yourself with the right people and the right environment, you're going to find yourself weakened. And just like it was 12,000 years ago, that weakness can often lead to suffering or at times death. So keep that in mind as you, as you go through and answer the question. Pillar number four is food. And finally, we hit the food pillar. This is by far my favorite pillar, um, in part because it's, it's really how I began my journey. But also this pillar is a, a catalyst for growth in the other four, you know, uh, food is a really a, a critical pillar of health, um, but you know, not in the way most people think. You know, most people look at food, in, in my opinion, the completely wrong way. You know, so if, if you're still listening to this, you're probably one of the lucky ones who thinks a little bit differently, which is good. Um, but you know, food is more than just what you eat. It's everything you consume from hamburgers to television to music to books to conversations you have with strangers. Uh, but before we take a, a too deep dive into this, I want to share a, a, a Native American uh, parable with you guys. Kind of, kind of paints a picture here. So, an old Cherokee was giving his grandson advice about life, and he said, "A fight is going on inside me." He said to the boy, "It's a terrible fight, and it's between two two wolves. One is evil. He is anger. He is envy. He is sorrow." He is regret, he is greed, he is arrogance, he is self-pity, he is guilt, he is resentment, he is inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. And as he continued, he said, the other is good, he is joy, he is peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. And the same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person too. And so the grandson listened to his grandfather, thought about that for a minute, and maybe asked his grandfather, you know, which, which wolf will win? And the old Cherokee simply looked at the boy and replied, the one that you feed. So the moral of the story here is that, you know, you're going to become whatever you feed, which means that to achieve your biggest goals in life, you have to strive to consume food that makes you stronger. You know, food not only is, is what you eat, from a nutritional value, but it's the words you hear, the thoughts that you hold on to. And, and to take it deeper, um, you know, those words you speak to others, you know, those can become food for them as well. So really food is, food is any information, sustenance, or, or thought that you consume, right? So from a pure edible standpoint, you know, society uh, in, in essence has made food so simple and convenient that eating healthy 
can actually be a trap. You know, one camp says cut calories, the other says cut carbs. And, you know, the fact is both of them have valid arguments because the system has been proven to work for people. Uh, but, the, but the trap is how do you know which food will be right for you? You know, to put that simply, you don't. You know, the only way you can learn and, and really be certain of, of how you should be eating is, is clearly defining how different food affects your body. So you need to understand the relationship with the foods that you eat. And really the same concept applies to other things that you consume in life. For example, a Netflix series on, on drug kingpins or scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or listening to a radio show of prank phone calls or gossiping with friends. Now, these are all sources of food. So the question you want to know is, you know, are they serving you? Uh, you know, what, what residual thoughts or actions did they lead to throughout the day? So the, the primary question here um, for the food pillar that you want to ask yourself is, what am I feeding myself with and how does it have a lasting effect on my energy and on my life? So take an inventory of all the food you consume, both edible, intellectual, and, and really take action to identify exactly how it affects you throughout your day. You know, does it lead to positive thinking and positive action? Or does it lead to distraction, time spent idly? Maybe worse, does it drain you of energy? So essentially, to sum it up, you want to fill your plate with things that fill you up, not take from you. So final pillar here, number five, is movement. And this is last but not least, right? So the movement pillar is, is really what I see as the easiest one to implement in your life quickly. And it, it simply consists of staying active. You know, as, as Tony Robbins and so many other self-gurus have said, motion creates emotion. If you have a bad physiological state, you know, it has the ability to reinforce those negative emotions. You know, think of a person who looks depressed. What do they look like? You know, shoulders down or shoulders slumped, head down, probably low energy, right? You know, now, now think of someone who's confident, head up, smile on their face, shoulders back, chest lifted, Right? That's, that's how they look. You know, the difference there lies in the body. And that's why it's so often that when you begin your day, you know, lying on the couch, scrolling through social media, watching TV, you, you have a hard time getting up and feeling energized for the rest of the day. Now, I had, I had an old, uh, old business mentor who used to say, action breeds action. You know, and that's true. You know, the more action you take, the easier it's going to become to stay consistent with it. So movement is having the ability to change your state. You know, oftentimes, you know, when you feel down, do something to physically change your state. Most often, it's, it's going to change your mental and emotional state as well. You know, the goal really is of harnessing this pillar is not to just be able to change your state when you need to change it, even though that's one of the most powerful skills that you can develop, but it's to live really an active lifestyle. You know, the more active you are, the more you train your mind and your body, you know, the more it's going to have a snowball effect and a ripple change throughout your life. Now, let's, let's look at this purely from a physical perspective, right? So how many steps do you take a day? The Mayo Foundation, um, you know, I looked it up, in the, and uh, Mayo Foundation for Medical Education and Research, you know, they found that on average, Americans walk 3,000 to 4,000 steps a day. And that number should be at least tripled, all right? At least tripled. That's like, I, I'm talking 10 to 15,000 steps a day. And really, it, it, honestly, doing that isn't that hard. At the very least, doing small little daily exercises can boost that number quickly. And, and they're, they're very simple. Try something like, you know, not waiting to clean up um, for the weekend, but do your house chores as they rise. Uh, your daily activity will start to pick up and rise. Maybe go on a walk each morning to help wake yourself up. 
you know, any physical activity you can do and just add into your day. Maybe it's push-ups, sit-ups, where well, you're watching a, a Netflix show or, or your favorite, favorite uh, thing on TV at the end of the day to unwind. And to do something to stay active. You know, no matter how big or how small, they can have a major impact on your mood and, and really your thought process too. And the really cool thing is, uh, you know, once you see yourself start to grow and be able to scale this activity, you know, it's going to supercharge your confidence for the next challenge, which really means that not only are you going to strengthen your body, but your mind as well. And oftentimes, you know, that gives you the strength and the self-belief that you need to move on for other struggles that you're facing in your life uh, in, in other areas. And, you know, sometimes those can be much more mentally difficult. So if you prepare yourself here, you're going to have more power to push through those other challenges that you face as well. So the question that you want to ask for this pillar is, how am I feeling in my body? If I don't like it, how can I change my state? All right. So let's talk just in brief about building out these five pillars. So I know you've, I know now that we've kind of learned a little bit about the five pillars. It's, it's now it's time to start taking action and implement them into your life so you can begin to create really a life you love. One that has just complete freedom and you, you, you love wholeheartedly. You know, after, after journaling out each of the five questions, you know, I recommend building basically a baseline uh, for each pillar to work on consistently through the day. So uh, essentially choose one action from each pillar and begin to implement it into your life. So a few examples here. So recovery. You can do things like maybe stretch for 30 minutes a day. Um, you know, set a daily reminder to ask yourself how you feeling in your body. Maybe just try to get seven to nine hours of sleep. Make sure you're fully rested. Um, for spirit, you know, maybe you can do things like journal for 15 minutes every day, maybe meditate for 15 minutes or, or read a book on a topic, something you want to learn, help invigorate your spirit, find, find interest and passion in something. Uh, for a social standpoint, you know, maybe write a letter to someone who's made a positive impact in your life. Maybe go try and meet one new person every day or, or even better, create a vision board of all those dreams that you want to achieve in the next year and put that up so it's environmental exposure in a sense to where you're seeing your goals every single day. Try to lubricate your environment. And for food, food, maybe you can listen to a podcast or audiobook, something that's going to spark your mind, bring positive thoughts and positive energy into your mind. Maybe read a self-development article every morning or, or eat a whole foods clean diet and start to analyze how food affects your body. I recommend the Whole30. That's the 30-day the food experiment I did. And you know, if you're going to attack food first, that's, that's where I would start because that gives you a ton of insight as to how food affects your body and it, it can make massive changes. Um, so that, yeah, next one, uh, movement. Some examples of movement uh, to build out your baseline. You know, maybe take a morning walk or, or complete 10 squats Every time you walk into your closet before you change your clothes, you know, do all the dishes immediately after you finish eating your meal, anything small, just to get your activity up on, on average in a daily, in a daily, uh, daily level. I don't know why that's the word that came to mind. Uh, but on a daily basis, try and just find small little things that, you know, are going to take anywhere from 10 to 30 seconds, get a little bit more movement into your day and, and start propelling yourself forward. So as you, as you continue to grow and, and really become consistent in completing each of your pillars and all the baselines, um, you know, scale them up because the more difficult they become and the more you practice and uh, more effort you put in, you know, the faster you're going to grow and the stronger you're going to grow. And really, once you build yourself up, you know, you're going to be able to find your freedom. It'll, it'll be there for you. So really, that's, that's all I have for you today. If you've enjoyed this, um, this podcast, you know, hit the follow button. I'm going to be posting uh, in coming days more about the five pillars of living a healthy lifestyle. And, you know, uh, join the journey. 
You know, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube at Travis Cisneros or on medium.com at Travis Cisneros. And then obviously right now you're listening to Forger's Freedom Podcast here on Spotify or another platform, which I'm, if, if I'm on there, welcome, you're hearing me. Uh, but before I go, I want to leave you with this. You know, there's going to come a time in your life when you realize that, you know, we're all climbing the mountain together. And, you know, you're going to understand that at times we climb together and at times we move on faster. You know, at times we face rocky, steep grades and at times we have a stretch of green hillside. You know, our views may change along the journey. Our paths might be different and our traveling partners are going to come and they're going to go. And, and though we may be climbing to the same peak, you know, that peak when we get there is going to look different for each of us. So your only real obligation in life is to build yourself up daily to become the best version of who you are. And by doing so, realize your own personal legend. So that's all I have for you guys. I'm Travis Cisneros. I love you. Hope you've enjoyed this. And uh, click follow, click subscribe, and come back. Join me for more next time. Have a good day.